with us today. Hi everybody! And we're going to be coming at you with an astrology forecast today all about December, what we have to look forward to as we move into the holiday season, what the moon's doing, what the sun's doing, and unfortunately guys, Mercury is not in retrograde, so all of your problems are your own fucking fault this month. That's true. Very good point. But before we get into that, alcohol. Crucial. All of my guests that come on the show, we give some Strega to. Strega! Cheers! Happy holidays! Cheers, witches! Slancha! Yikes! It's delicious. It's so good. It's just, it's It's cold. It's per, I mean, it's cold for LA, so it's perfect. It is. It warms you up, warms up your inners. You know what? It really does. Like, it makes sense after drinking something like this. Like, whenever I was a little kid, and you'd always see, like, you know, the cartoons with the dogs. Like, I think it was, like, a St. Bernard with, like, the barrel and yeah. a stack of booze. I bet it had Strega, because this shit just warms you Damn, right, right up. right? Immediately. Immediately. Immediately warms you up. Yes. I think it is delicious. So, uh, let's let's just dive right on in. Chatty, what you got All for right, us today? So, in the month of December, what we have going on is we all know that it gets a little hectic due to the holidays. Absolutely. And so it's a good idea to get prepared up front, find out what's going on the entire month. In the background, and we're going to talk more about this, I'm calling December the brew. And the reason why I'm calling it the brew or the brewing time is because we are about to have a very important generational um, planetary dance happen the second week of January, on January 12th. We have a dance between Saturn, which is structure, and Pluto, which is transformation. So because we're talking about two planets that are far away from the sun, they move really slowly. And that's why we have a brewing. They're already close enough in the month of December so this energy of a restructuring and a retransformation of energies is already kind of happening, and we all are going to be feeling it while we get ready for the holidays. Great. We also have something that happens a couple times a year. We have a solar eclipse in December, and oftentimes, a couple weeks before that eclipse, people who are sensitive, people who obviously practice astrology and witches, feel these energies earlier. So we have a lot of brewing happening this month on top of our holiday brewing that we're trying to make plans, trying to make all our holiday parties. You know, if you do gifts, you know, getting the gift spot. We have some brewing happening. So basically, I've got a lot of crazy bitch brewing going on because the holidays are already stressful, but then... I don't know about everybody else, like, the full moon affects me. It makes me very kind of oversensitive, aggressive, kind of PMS-y. But, I mean, solar eclipse take it to a whole other crazy bitch level. And that is, the reason why is because it's very special. The moon, who is our mystery, she's our partner in crime for magic. She blocks the sun. Like, that is very special. It's very exciting. Um, I mean, I'm going to jump right in. In in the olden days, you know, with our ancestors and of uh, our the folkloric people that we all speak so highly of, they actually feared the solar eclipse. And that's because, it, you know, they didn't understand the science of it. They just saw that the moon made daylight black. Because the moon blocks, they didn't understand, you know, they didn't go to science camp like some of us do, you know? So, you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense that people would just totally lose their shit. Like, think about how many people must have died when the Aztecs were around. I mean, they would sacrifice people daily just to ensure that the sun would rise the next day. Correct. Correct. So Everybody when all of a sudden, when all of a sudden you have a you have a solar eclipse mm-hmm. where the moon turns daylight into not, darkness, birds fall from the sky. I mean, this is this seemed cataclysmic to them. Yeah. Now we all, as witches, what we do is we take 
We know we have we know the science. Okay, the moon blocks the sun. It's all you know. It's all NASA stuff. You know, NASA is the one that gives us our times as an astrologer. Even it's 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 very sciency. But as witches, we can take this energy and use it for change. A solar eclipse is a new moon on crack. <laughs> I like Any that. solar eclipse is a new moon. I want to repeat this. Any solar eclipse is a new moon. So are you saying it happens during a new moon? Anytime you have a solar eclipse, that is the new moon okay. of that month. Uh, just And we'll talk about the lunar eclipse in January. A lunar eclipse is a full moon. Ah. Now, some, always? Always. Okay. So they always, always fall on the same. You That's cannot have an, a solar eclipse without a new moon. Okay. You cannot have a lunar eclipse without a full moon. Good to know. Now, know there that. are some words that come in when you hear there's a partial solar eclipse. That doesn't mean it's a part new moon. What it means is that where on the earth, if you can actually see the entire eclipse. For example, the solar eclipse that's coming up this month, we here in Los Angeles cannot visibly see it. It will be happening you know, later in the day and on, and on the next day because it's happening in Saudi Arabia, down into India, down into the, uh, you know, um, like Indonesia and Malaysia. That's who's going to be able to see the eclipse. So sometimes you might hear like we may have a, I think the word is apogee or partial. It doesn't mean that it's not a new moon. It means it's what we can see. You only see part of it. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So sense. I have a question for you, just as far as like feeling the energy and stuff like that. Do you feel like the the influence of the eclipse is stronger in places where you can physically see the eclipse? I think that it is a little bit stronger, but anytime there is a solar eclipse, I I do magic and I recommend that people do magic because that energy is happening on the earth and billions of people on the other side of the of the planet are having this celestial event that's very special. I mean, this is a bucket list item for some people. Yeah. Um, the next time that we'll, one will be visible in the United States is 2024, and I believe the best place to see it is Dallas, Texas. Wow. All It'll right. be, I think it's April 7th. Speaking of Dallas, Texas, real quick, everybody, I did want to talk about something. Um, I'm glad. Thank you. I'm excited. So it's really cool how Spotify and SoundCloud will actually give us the statistics so that we can see what countries, what states, what cities our listeners are in. And our obviously our number one city is Los Angeles. All of our friends, our coven mates, everybody's here. But outside of L.A., our biggest uh, well, our biggest state outside of California is Texas. Wow. Wow. And the cities bounce back and forth from being either Houston or Dallas, which I think is really cool. So all you Texas witches, I see you. I love you. Thank you guys for listening. Absolutely. It's Thank great. To, it's great to be part of this with you guys. And I'll meet you in 2024 because I will be there. And yeah. I will be stalking you. So yeah. I'll be right behind you. All right. You. <laughs> field so, trip. I feel a field trip yeah. coming on. Yep. WSW so, field trip. But real quick, guys, this came to my attention um, about a month ago or so. Um, I believe it was on Halloween night. There's a store in, I, I believe it's Dallas, called The Wild Collection. And they're a really cool, like, vintage, oddity kind of shop. Really cool shit. The inside of, of the store looked beautiful from the pictures that I'd seen. And on, I believe, Halloween night, some piece of shit burned their store down. Oh, no. my God. Somebody, somebody. Boo. Yeah, they, they burned the store down. And what makes it even more horrific was that their shop cat, who was a rescue tripod oh, no. cat, was oh, no. inside. Oh, no. And when I heard about this, I was just, I was mortified. And I, it just, it really hurt me because you know that this is all just coming from somebody just being stupid and hateful and but the store has the the people that are involved with the store and own the store have kept their chin up and they are determined to rebuild so they do have a gofundme and i am going to post the link on our instagram um and they actually have really adorable shirts that they've made in memory for the cat who's oh. whose name was nevermore i already ordered one nevermore yeah oh my God. and so i already ordered one i put it on my own 
Instagram and asked other people to order them because not only are you helping pay homage to this wonderful cat who, like, if you read his story, like, he had a really amazing, uh, you know, life. Like, he's a little furry hero. Um, but it, the, the funds also go to helping them rebuild their store. And on a happy note, I did look on their Instagram, and you can find them on Instagram as Wild Collection. It's wild with an E at the end. And you can find them there. They just adopted a new tripod kitty. Aww. Very good. Uh, so they, they're not letting this keep them down for long, but I know that we do have a lot of Texas witches on here. And just from what I've seen on their Instagram, like it seems like a really popping spot. It seems like a really magical place. I've talked to the owner who seems fucking marvelous, and they're actually really, really witchy and come from a line of witches. So it's a really good place to be, especially if you know, like I know it's not always easy to try and find communities. So let's let's help this place out. Let's let's at least just go follow them, give them love in any way you can. So that way when the store is rebuilt, our our Texas people have a place to go and gather. Absolutely. Abs- absolutely. That sounds wonderful. So and back to our regularly scheduled programming. 2024, we're going to fucking Dallas. We're gonna watch the sun disappear from the sky. I want right. to. I want to see a crow go to sleep in the day. Ah, it's a bucket you know list. I never knew that. I didn't know that birds did that. I guess it would mess with them, wouldn't it? They think it's nighttime, yeah. and that's why again, a solar eclipse is very special. It it's a new moon, intensified. So when we talk about new moons, new moons are great for cleansing. They're great for banishing work when you need that. For starting new projects. I've even heard that the best time to like rearrange your house is on a new moon. Like I've heard all these interesting things about like beginnings and endings on there. But what would you what would you, Monica, use this for? I would do new moon for starting new projects, new beginnings, new starts. You know, out with the old, in with the new. That's what I would do the new moon for. Okay, but if we have... So, all right, so I wasn't too far off. Okay, no. just making sure. You gave me this look like I was crazy. No, I was no, like, no, no. oh, I'm saying wrong things <laughs> in front of the high priestess. Um, okay, but if we have a solar eclipse, that means that we're talking about, like, a new moon on steroids. So this is, like, a good, a special, and a juicy thing. So, guys, what should we be what Success. Should we be Success. Work. Yeah, I would also... I, I think if people are maybe stuck a little bit in a certain area in their life if people feel like they need something new a solar eclipse would be a wonderful time to plant those seeds and just let it rip bring on the new bring on the change right i agree i know a lot of people are afraid of change but if you are in a rut you know you're kind of stuck in you're stuck in like a purgatory do you want to stay in purgatory or do you want to get out you got to change it. And, you know, all change is good change as long as you're not holding on to the past and looking to the infinite possibilities of the future, let's face it. So if you're holding on to the past, you're going to be afraid of the change instead of looking forward. That's true. And I always tell people, I'm like, you know, change is only scary while you're going through it because it's uncomfortable, but we always appreciate the ends, you know, the end result there. Um, I like so, so since you, like you were saying like one thing about change is it's holding on to the past and it gets in your way of creating that change. So would this be a good time then maybe with with this coming up in December that to do something to like kind of like a cord cutting would that be something maybe? I would think so. Yeah, why not to get rid of whatever is holding you down? Absolutely. So I mean, since we're talking about it, um, the solar. Do you should we go ahead and just talk about what day the solar? Sure. Yeah. Tell us all about it. So Christmas Day is really interesting in 2019, everybody. Now the morning of Christmas Day, we've talked about the void of course moon. A void of course moon is a time to slow down. It's a time to be spiritual. It's a time to meditate. It's a time to rest. Christmas morning, the moon is void, of course, until 1.45 Pacific time. So for your East Coasters, that's 4.45. Pretty much the day of Christmas is a void, of course, moon. You know, so for people, I mean, we're all witches, but a lot of people do go to church. That actually is a very good thing to do while the moon is void, of course. It's a time to be spiritual. It's a time to reflect. So may your Christmas morning be mellow and reflective and spiritual. Now, that night for us on the West Coast at 9, let me get to my time really quickly, at 9.13 p.m., that's when the solar eclipse is at its pinnacle for West Coast. So, uh, you know, that sometimes calendars are deceiving. 
for the East Coast, that's 12-13. That'll be on December 26th. But the timing is really important. For the West Coast, at 9-13 p.m., that's when the solar eclipse happens. It is at 4 degrees Capricorn. From an astrology perspective, the way that you work with the eclipse, you take your chart and you find where the degree of the eclipse is. Where is 4 degrees Capricorn in your chart? If you don't know, feel free to email Taddy McCoy and we, we can get a reading done for you and find out your whole chart. And how do we email Taddy McCoy? TaddyMcCoy at gmail.com. All right. I love my Gmail. <laughs> Thank you. For those of you that know your, know your chart, you find 4 degrees Capricorn. Now, I took it upon myself to look up our dear witch, Shauna's chart. I wanted to make sure it wasn't so bad. I'm laughing because I'm so happy with my witches and the strega is so warming. So, for example, in Shauna's chart, four degrees Capricorn falls in her fifth house. You look at which house the solar eclipse happens in. What is the fifth house? The fifth house could be a hot affair. Ooh. Oh, damn. The fifth the house. Your husband's not here today. <laughs> I mean, you can have a hot affair with your husband because the fifth house is also kids. It, oh, no. Don't tell me I'm that. Just, oh, I'm just the astrologer. Maybe. I'm just the astrologer. What the eclipse does, and this is where a lot of, you know, we're not talking that that day you're going to all of a sudden a baby's going to, the stork's going to drop a baby on you. Sometimes eclipses work in six-month cycles. So, so with, basically I need to just, like, make Not birth have control. sex for yeah. six months. Okay. Sorry, sorry use, Ricky, you're asked Use out. birth control. Yeah, birth use control. birth control. No and have glove, a hot, no love, kids. No glove, no love. And you have a hot <laughs> affair. Like, have a hot affair. Work on a passion project. Because okay. the fifth is also, cre it's creative. That's why kids. Okay, so that makes passion. sense. Passion. It's, it's, yeah. it's. It's sexy time. It's not long-term relationships. If you have this eclipse coming in your seventh house and you're not in a relationship, you, you could very easily, that change could be a new relationship. So would you say that it would be beneficial then if, um, since I know this, since you've looked at my chart and told me where this eclipse is happening, it would be beneficial in that sense to maybe do magic around that topic. Then. Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Okay, perfect. So first of all, I'm going to go create an altar for birth control. Correct. Like a, whole, a whole altar of it. And then I'm definitely, I at least for me, I'm, I'm always doing something. I'm always busy. I'm already starting some new projects. So this would be a good time to maybe pick the ones that I'm most passionate about. Yeah, any any kind of project that you want to have come come in the next 6 months that you're okay. working on, that would be a good time to to give it a give it a push and it'll make that happen. Now the other thing about, you know, instead of maybe doing an altar for birth control, it would be to focus on the passionate side of love making, which mm -hmm. sounds weird, but that's that's not I'm going to procreate. Like yeah. if you if you focus on intimacy, passion, in your lovemaking, that takes the focus of the change that the eclipse could bring from having a kid. Yeah. But Does can that... I say something? Yes. When a little soul wants to be born, they're born with or without birth control because I am a prime example of that. Because you have three little souls that have birthed? Just Dominique, my youngest, was uh, definitely conceived with birth control because that little soul totally wanted to be here. She's and got not, shit to do, man. She's got not shit to much do. much I could have done about that. So there you go. Well, you know, one thing that people forget about is when we talk about fertility, we automatically go to a very physical place with fertility and we think about growing children. But Taddy kind of nailed it. It's a time of creativity. So when I'm in a reading with a client and I get things like the Empress card or something that's hinting towards fertility and pregnancy, I always tell them like, hey man, it doesn't have to happen. If you take this time to be productive, to produce something, it doesn't have to be a baby. But if you don't take it upon yourself to do this, then the universe is going to take it upon itself to make it happen. And the easiest way to do that is the baby. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, like for some people who want to write a book, like that becomes their baby. Yeah. Like yes, if you yes. if you want to write a book or if you want to write a ritual, if you want to do something creative, especially we're talking specifically like with Shauna's case in the fifth house, like focus on what that project and put the energy of birth, of, of 
conceiving and having this new exciting energy come out in that project for sure. Yeah, I agree. I dig it. Now I just have to pick one of my 8 million projects. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. To ask for those blessings. And well, you know, exciting. something that's going to help, and I, well, why don't we start going through the month? Sure. Because on December 2nd, so we just had a year where Jupiter was in its ruler in Jupiter. December 2nd, Jupiter goes into Capricorn. Great. Now, this is exciting for people who have a lot in Capricorn because that means that that luck and those opportunities that Jupiter brings are going to hit on all those spots. The other thing is that opportunities come to people who work. Saturn, which rules Capricorn, loves work. If you are working on a project, it will bring more opportunities. Think about that in the next year because Jupiter is a year cycle. We have Jupiter in Capricorn until about next next December. Wow. So, so that's, that's something to really, like, that's that's fantastic to know because now is about the time that people start thinking about the new year and, mm-hmm. you know, new year, new me, what are you going to do with it? So basically it's like you, you really can do something phenomenal and really productive this year if you set your mind to it. So it's definitely not a year, I guess, to take your New Year's resolutions lightly. Uh, which that is, I cannot express how important New Year's resolutions are going to be this year. Okay. They do not take them lightly because that brewing that I spoke of with Saturn and Pluto are in Capricorn. Nothing is light with Saturn. Nothing is light with Pluto. And nothing is light with Capricorn. We, we, we really do have some weight that we are going to feel this month. And thinking about what you want to work on in 2020. 2020 is a very pivotal year. And those resolutions, Saturn likes hard work. Saturn wants you to work hard and wants you to stick to what you say. If you come up with a resolution, I'm going to work out every day, and then you don't, the repercussions could not be pretty. Wow. Okay, so so really be nice. really specific and honest with yourself. Don't give yourself, don't don't work on a project or come up with a resolution that's, that's going to be unrealistic. Uh, yeah, yeah. And really just watch what you promise. Basically. And that's a really that's that's actually Jupiter and Capricorn in a nutshell because Jupiter is expansive and opportunity and fun, but Capricorn is work and 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 put your nose to the grind, the millstone and get it done. For sure. All right, we're switching on here already on on December 3rd, we've got our first quarter. So that's a good time to have to cultivate some seeds that you had planted at the previous new moon. On December 4th, um, something that um, we, we get once a month is we have the moon conjunct Neptune. Those are those three M's, meditate, uh, magic, and muse. Good time to work on, you know, again, with these creative projects and art and, and, and magic. That's what basically all we're talking about. All right, on December 9th, Mercury goes into Sagittarius. Now, I was thinking about this. This is actually quite interesting. Now, every sign has a ruler and every sign has a when a when a sign is in its ruler it's it's very helpful but there's also when signs are kind of the opposite they're called detriments and mercury is actually in a detriment in Sagittarius and I think when you think about December you know there's a lot sometimes there are there are some hard conversations you know sometimes people getting ready for the holidays if they have to travel home and they don't necessarily want to, or if they can't travel home, it's a, it's a time where, where communication, you know, Jupiter, Sagittarius is expansion and go, go, go. It's kind of hopping around. And sometimes communication needs to be a little more serious and nailed down. So I just think about that in the next month in December, like communication could be something that you really got to slow down and to give your full word. So don't have those Sagittarius hot feet when it comes to your communication. That is basically. correct. And, and you know, maybe, you know, uh, be truthful. Think about your word. Like, are you being truthful with your word? Or are you just saying something to, to get out of it and not have to really pay attention? That's not going to serve you this month, basically. Even though that energy is going to naturally kind of be happening because you know if you have three parties to go to you can't say you're going to all of them like figure out which one you you need and or want to go to and make that your focus i like that 
I think um, just on a suggestion for people that maybe want some help with that along the way, uh, lapis lazuli is a really fantastic stone for that kyanite. But really, any like blue stone that kind of goes with your throat chakra is really good. But you know what? Pyrite's actually good for that too. Pyrite is a good truth stone. And it helps you kind of dig the truth out and see the truth in different situations, but also within yourself. And I think that, especially right now, it's a really funny time with truth. Not in the sense that liars are a big thing right now, but more so people are really struggling with their own inner truth. And that's why you see so much about like what everyone is fighting for with equal rights, with you know trans rights religious rights everything and it's because we're starting to be a little bit more open about our truth and so i wonder how that might be something that could be a little challenging or maybe come forward a little bit more with this going on with mercury for december and you know to be honest with you um sagittarius is there is sagittarius finds the truth to be the most important because it is it is the sign of law mm-hmm. um it's just sometimes people's inner law is different than the actual law and I think that that's why maybe um, I was thinking about Mercury and its detriment in, in Sagittarius and I think that's part of it you know okay I like it I like it um, one thing that I wanted to say um, is that on Saturday December 7th the moon is void from 7 a.m. to 11:30 that night so we have an entire day where the moon is void of course if we look forward to Saturday, September 14th, the moon is void for almost the entire day again from 7.57 a.m. to 7.58 p.m. You know what? That's really funny because I have big things going on on both of those days. And that's why I brought it up because Saturdays in December are so jam-packed. And, I, you know, just because the moon is void, of course, as much as we want to say, you know, meditate, stay home, and rest – you know, that's not necessarily an option with this month because we all have so many places to be. I think what's going to be important is to really choose carefully. If you have events that you have to do, like a family event, you're going to do it. If you're going to go run errands and shop all day, you might want to do that after work during the week and take and not put yourself through that that stress of the, the Saturday commerce where everybody's trying to park at the same store you know, I think that there's a way to really be... Living the Trader Joe's nightmare. Yeah. Well, Trader Joe's nightmare. <laughs> we don't want a Trader Joe's nightmare. Um, but it's interesting that it's two Saturdays in a row this this December. It just means that there's... You know what? It's the holidays. There's already a lot of heavy drinking. And I think that it's just... I might have started this podcast by saying Mercury is out of retrograde and everything is your own fault again. But it also means that everything's fucking void, of course. So just go ahead and just get get wasted, guys. You're, you're, <laughs> we'll, we'll get through it. <laughs> That's funny. Well, speaking of getting wasted, we got the full moon right. on Wednesday, December 11th. Oh, so right. Wednesday, December 11th, we got our full moon. Something else that happens that day is Venus is conjunct Saturn. So Venus conjunct Saturn can be very loving. It says it, it sounds like two opposites. You've got the femininity and the love of Venus, but you have the male father figure of Saturn and the structures. But really, that's a long-term love. This is a good day to really think about your long-term love and really nurture it and and speak. You know, you're a long-term love, and I'm I am solid in this. And that's a good way to use that energy um, instead of some sort of weird controlling love. Okay, I like you know? it. Well, and you know, a lot of people, when we think of Venus and we hear about that, we think of just just love in the romantic or intimate sense. However, Venus rules over our, our earthly desires. And what she loves is beauty, which beauty can also mean harmony. So she likes harmonious energy that correlates with our earthly desires, which talks about money, which is why Friday isn't a day just for love. It's a money day, too. That's and anything like Saturn, that. Saturn and Venus together, you're, you're absolutely on to something. Okay, so this isn't something like when we're talking about our long-term loves here, maybe for those of you that kind of struggle with what, what career path you should take or you want to change your career path. I mean, there's a lot going on this month that looks like that is hinting towards change anyway. It's a really good idea maybe to make up your mind to commit to it or ask for those more subtle signs or not so subtle signs from the universe 
for these things then? Since we're talking about that long term, let's talk about long term loves in all aspects of our life. That's a really, really good way of, of using the energy in the positive instead of, you know, some, you know, it could be, could be sometimes Venus and Saturn, it's, it's kind of a hard aspect because it's Saturn brings a coldness to love. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of that coldness, we're, you know, what you just suggested about looking at how your long-term money, that's, that's a really good way of using that energy. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I think that one thing that is something that a lot of people have dealt with, and it's something that I've dealt with too, with getting readings, with getting your chart read, anything like that, we get afraid to hear anything bad. We get afraid of it. We get afraid to hear that things are going to get rocky. And it's like, yeah, I get it because I want my life to be unicorn farts and butterflies. Like, I hear you. But that's not what it is. But when your reader or your astrologer or anybody else is giving you days or things that are funky, you have to spin it into something because there's a silver lining for everything and you got to find that shit because that's where you're going to start working things to get it to go in your favor. So let's not worry about where Saturn's making things cold. Maybe that's something that you do need to pay attention to, but don't let that like just get you down all day. Like make this day to be a boss bitch. Yeah, it's, you know, looking at where can Saturn have me work, like that's very helpful. It gives you insight instead of, I look, I have so much immutable, I get, I flounder. When I have Saturn give me a pinpointed way how to work, it helps me. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah. That's exactly, yeah. yeah. So it could be a really good guiding day if we think about it that way. We just have to kind of, we have to think outside of our, right outside of our little witchy boxes sometimes. So uh, right around the corner from that, now the reason why I'm pinpointing this out is that Venus then conjuncts Pluto less than two days later, and that's that brewing. Anytime something happens to Saturn, it's going to happen to Pluto right around the corner because Saturn and Pluto are are very much almost completely conjunct in December. Venus and Pluto together, that brings a different kind of energy. You know, Venus is love. Pluto is power. Pluto is control. And Pluto is sex. So some, I think it's important when you look at a Venus and Pluto conjunction is to look at your power dynamic and how you love. Are you trying to control this relationship that you're in? Are you controlled by money? That's bringing up the money aspect of Venus. It's important to really, and as we talked about, is to be really truthful with yourself because Mercury is in Sag and we want that truth. Like, be honest with yourself with what's happening. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna kind of add something to that. Um, I really like what you just said about if you're controlled by money and if that's something that you need to look at with this Venus and Pluto conjunction. Funny enough, those are both of my patrons. Venus is my mother and Pluto is my father, so those are two deities that I work I can totally see that. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing that a lot of people don't know about Pluto is he actually rules over wealth as well. And it's because the precious stones and the minerals and uh, all of our precious metals come from under the ground. And since Pluto rules the underworld, we attribute those riches to him. And so we have two very big rulers in our life when we're talking about love and Venus is all about that. We've got Pluto with power. Both of them have aspects with money and it's the fucking holidays. So I think we just hit like a whole hotbed of stuff that's on everybody's And mind. that happens on Friday the 13th. Oh. Which, you know, I know a lot of people, some people think Friday the 13th is such a bad luck day as witches. We know that's a power day. I mean, yes. this is a good day to do, to do a working with what, you know, with a relationship working, to do a money working. Um, I actually went to an amazing lecture one time. She kind of spun Pluto, and Pluto was actually the dark mother. Oh. So instead of, I mean, I inst- mm-hmm. usually Pluto is very masculine, but in this in this lecture that I went to, it was very interesting. The dark mother may bring out hard things, but the dark mother wants you to succeed. So the dark mother is still your mother. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's that that high priestess that that has a tight grip and it's actually helpful because she wants you to be the best that you can be so let's look at friday the 13th is be the best that you can be hell yeah i like that yep all right we're getting into the week of and we got our last quarter on december 18th we have venus is now switching signs venus is switching from capricorn and moving into aquarius on december the 19th so that's just going to change 
a little bit. We we had the focus of Venus being on love and security, and now with Venus and Aquarius, we're looking at the outpouring of love and the community pursuits of love and and you know your community like what kind of loving community are you part of what is your support system like i think that's going to be a highlight it's going to bring some levity because so much is going to be in capricorn for the remainder of the month and for going into january with that that saturn and pluto dance in the sky that we have i think it's really interesting how i feel like this really all just correlates with the holidays so much like especially when we're we're talking about needing to find where our love, where our support, our community is. Like, how many people either are totally surrounded by, by that or feel completely ostracized by it during this time with, with the holidays coming up when you're with your family and you either really love it and it's refreshing or you feel so isolated. And I think it's interesting that the planets are, like, really kind they of always picking do. up on that theme, huh? They always do. And that's that's why I, I think it's so great that we do this podcast because we, we are – looking at the cosmic dance and are we in line with it are we in flow with the energies of the cosmos or are we trying to fight it if you try to fight it you're going to be miserable if you listen to some of this and you realize like hey some of these feelings i'm having are with the flow of it it's actually quite more beneficial to your soul and your and and how you live your life yeah and something else that's really actually you made me think of with Venus in Aquarius, a lot of people have to travel and maybe people have to go home and they're from, I don't know, let's say they're from the Cedar Rapids, Iowa, but they're used to living in Los Angeles. Hey, what what is texting? What is messaging for? It's, it's the Aquarius is very much about community, but there's also like an engineering and a technology slant to it. So use the technology that you have. Spend the time with your parents. They miss you and they love you. They may drive you crazy, but they love you. And it's just once a year, guys. Feel that love and just keep in touch with your people. Don't let yourself get isolated. Use the technology, you know, the messenger, the texting, the WhatsApp, all of that stuff. Consult the Google. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good way to keep connected with people. Real quick here on the 21st, right around the corner, the sun moves into Capricorn. Yes, and so, it's, it's Yule. It's the, it's day the solstice. Of, it's that, the solstice. That is solstice. That's exactly right. And I, did you guys want to say anything about solstice? I think actually our next episode is going to be all about Yule and different like December uh, traditions. Excellent. So we're going to be getting into all of that. Just to point out from an astrology perspective, so already we have four things in Capricorn. We have the sun, we have Jupiter, we have Saturn, and we have Pluto. So I'm just... I'm just conveying that that brewing that's happening with that much in Capricorn. All right. The next thing we know, we have Christmas Day. And we've actually talked quite a bit about it. But we've got the moon void, of course, that morning again. And then that solar eclipse happens that night at 9.13 for, um, for the Los Angeles, you know, Pacific time. I mean, obviously, we're talking about Los Angeles, but that counts for Seattle and Portland, too. My bad. <laughs> I guess it can't all be about us all yeah. the time. And again, I would just, you know, if I had my, what's going to be interesting is on Christmas Day, you know, you have the morning to reflect on what kind of spell working you want to do. And then that night, you can then do the, the spell crafting with the lunar eclipse. I like that. Everyone's, I mean, solar eclipse. My, my apologies. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone's going to be around their Christmas tree opening presents. I'm going to be skulking in the corner with my book of shadows just fucking plotting. And then I'm just going to shoo everybody out of my house come like 8 p.m. and start getting my witchy shit ready. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I'm really excited. Very cool. I have to say I've become really excited with doing this podcast and having you on every month. Because it lets me know what's up with the month. And even though, like, you know, we're always going to have crappy things to look forward to, whatever. We know that things are going to be hard. But, like, even last month with with the day on the 24th and having that really lucky day, it gave me something to look forward to. I felt like it was a treat. Like, if you survive the Mercury retrograde, you get this. And it was something to, like, really get excited and, and plan for. So I thought that was really cool. And I think that we're getting that again. I mean, I think everyone in some way or another looks forward to Christmas Day. But it's like this weird buildup. And then after Christmas morning, then what? I feel like then everything just kind of goes meh. So, like, at least we have something cool. 
for that night to start to kind of start shifting our stuff. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, I think it's really important to to recognize that there's a solar eclipse. I mean, I, I just, I, I cannot emphasize how important and how pivotal solar eclipses are to people's lives. Um, they bring change and they they do stir things up a little bit and that some people need that it's a it's a good thing it's it's not catastrophic like some doom and gloom people uh try to articulate like me like well, me <laughs> you're not too doom and gloomy you're no, not no i just i know that i'm going to probably just be like a little no you know what i'm not because now that i'm aware of it i'm going to be hyper aware of my feelings for that day and leading up to it which is the other thing you know like cuz we can always say, oh, well, you know, I'm this sign, so that's why I'm X, Y, and Z. Or, oh, I, like, I know that the full moon and I know that, that solar eclipses make me nutty. But because I know that, when I know that the moon's coming up or something's coming I try and be really aware and I ask myself before I start acting like a lunatic. I'm like, now, Shauna, is this logical? And the answer is always no, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to act like a fool. But I'm going to try really hard hey, not to. Awareness is, the fr- <laughs> awareness is always the most important thing. All right, real quick, at the end of the month, on the 28th, Mercury has done its dance in uh, Sagittarius, and it now is going into Capricorn. So again, now we've got Mercury in Capricorn, we have the Sun in Capricorn, we have Jupiter in Capricorn, we have Saturn in Capricorn, and Pluto in Capricorn. That's a lot of Capricorn. Mm. So I feel like that's kind of good, though, right? Like I, At least for me, and this could be because like one of my best friends growing up, um, she's a Capricorn, and then knowing that I have so much Capricorn in my chart, I like that that the structure of the Capricorn energy. I that, like that. I mean, that's if that that's works for you, roll with it. Um, the thing about when you've got this many planets, you know, the moon's not a planet, but when you when you got this many things in one sign, in a in a when you get your chart done and it's your own chart, it's called a natal chart. It's called a stellium. And people who have, say somebody, you know, somebody is born on that day, December 28th, they're going to have a stellium in Capricorn. Their life lesson is to learn the lessons of Capricorn. It's going to be how hard do you, do you work instead of love? Do you work instead of live? Does work take over your life or do you work just enough so that you can live and be a wonderful human being. It's it's a challenge for some people, but for others, it helps ground them. So it's just a matter of how you take those energies and, and use them or abuse them is basically the way you want to look at a stellium. All right. I like it. I like that. Um, one thing I wanted to point out is on December 31st, we've got that moon and Neptune together again. So, you know, this year for New Year's Eve, it may be a time to meditate, muse, and do magic instead of rage. <laughs> That's just my thoughts on it. Well, I, I already got a flapper dress. Nice. I totally plan on wearing. I don't care where I'm wearing it to, so I will just wear it with my little glass of champagne while I witchcraft around the house. That sounds great. Fuck it. As that sounds as great. I okay, Shauna, whatever you want to do, honey. Whatever I think that do. sounds great. There we go. So, um, real quick, I want to go over the the magic, uh, the moon magic days of the month, um, just so that they're spelled out easily. And then I just want to talk real quick again about that Saturn and Pluto. So, our moon magic days are December 3rd, we have the first quarter. December 11th, we have the full moon. December 18th, we have the third quarter. And December 25th, we've got the new moon, which is the solar eclipse. Um, I know a lot of people ask for those um, every month, so I just wanted to spell those, get those out real clear. I so, like it. Uh, just real quick on this Saturn and Pluto dance in the sky, the reason why I wanted to talk about how it's a brewing is that basically the entire month of December, Saturn and Pluto, it... it it gradiates. It's they're three degrees apart, which a person who's born any time in December, they're gonna have that conjunction. It's called a conjunction in their chart. Um, it then goes down to two degrees. It's it's from December first to December tenth, they're three degrees apart. From December eleventh to the nineteenth, they're two degrees apart. From December twentieth until the end of the month, they're one degree apart. So this brewing that's happening is happening the entire month. The exact 
conjunction, the exact time that the two planets are together, it will, will be on January 12th in 2020. But this brewing that's happening, I just really quick wanted to say, like, a, this is kind of a big deal for astrologers. Some astrologers are, there's a, there's a thing that happens where some astrologers are very doom and gloom. Some astrologers, oh, the banking system is going to fall apart. But when you look at history, the only time that there was a weird banking situation when Saturn and Pluto were together was in 1284. Oh, wow. That's a long time ago. So we're, I don't necessarily think that we're going to have the ending of a banking system, but there is a weighted energy to Saturn and Pluto there, there is kind of a fear mongering that goes on. There is a distrust and there is stress of power. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is that, I mean, we can look at our politics right now. Let's like, I think a lot of people, the stress and the weight of some of the political structure that we have all been living in for the past few years, we've had it up to our head and we're we're a lot of people have had a lot of stress and a lot of fear and it's basically coming to a head i think that this impeachment um that's happening in our political like i think it's just going to keep happening into december and i want people to realize like so that you understand like historically when this also happened in 1982 saturn and pluto were also conjunct it was in a different sign. It was in Libra, and it was the it was in November. But that entire year, what was happening in 1982? We had the Cold War. A lot of people were living in a really like people were afraid. That's a really yeah, that was a really hot. That was a really hot time. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like to point out that the goth subculture really came out in 1982, <laughs> and I'm not surprised because the goth subculture in Los Angeles is hot, hot, hot right now. So oh, yeah. I think. I think the Saturn and Pluto is bringing out there's there's a darkness and a counterculture like instead of being afraid of the darkness go into the darkness and really bring up some of those feelings and get them out instead of hold on to them. You know, it's funny that you that you bring that up. First yeah. of all, all my gothy folk, you guys better find some kind of really cool ritual to do around that because that's really I cool. I absolutely agree. Yeah, but I was actually thinking about that the other day. I realized that I feel like the goth subculture of Los Angeles has gotten so much bigger lately. It's huge. I don't know if it's actually that it's gotten bigger or I've become more aware of it, but I've just, I feel like all of a sudden everywhere I go, like the, it's, it's making it's itself known somehow. I, I just, I just clued in that in 1982, I mean, that's, that's when a lot of this, the goth was really, really hopping. And I was like, there's a correlation here. This darkness that people like revere is connected. I think it's just part of the the planetary dance in the sky that that we're all seeing. I like it. Yeah. Really um, cool. Something else that happened in 1982 was that it was one of the coldest winters on on record. There was a lot of blizzards. And, you know, we've already have had have had we've had some crazy storms. Mm-hmm. All right, so now just I'm just pointing out a couple historical things just to show because astrology is cycles. And I'm just trying to show you, like, the bank isn't going to blow up like it did in 1284, but there are some political things happening. And in the last, uh, the time before that Saturn and Pluto were conjunct was August 1947, and that was the first year of the Cold War, and that's also when McCarthyism was huge. We have a controlling um, political power that's conservative trying to take down Hollywood, trying to control everybody, do we see a correlation? I mean, there's a, I mean, there are some correlations here. And then just real quick, Saturn and Pluto were conjunct in 1914, in 1915, and that's when World War I was triggered. Mm-hmm. So I just want to point out these historical things because I want, I want people to know that this is, this is far away from us. This, this is not... This is not like a personal thing that somebody's trying to control you. But there is a generational political control that is causing fear, and it's part of the planets. It's happened in it happened in the 40s. It happened in the teens. It happened in 1284. I mean, just, just to go back <laughs> there. 
the reason why I think it's important is so you guys understand what's happening in this month of December. Yeah. And just to see, I want to encourage people to focus on how do you deal with stress? Every time you turn the television, you look at the news, how do you deal with stress and how do you do self-care? I really want to encourage people, especially, you know, we're having a solar eclipse on Christmas Day. Like, how do you self-care? That, that you know, that could be a hot spot for people as well. So let's really be kind to ourselves. Mm, I like that one. You know, yep. let's take care of ourselves because the one way that you can get through a, a crazy generational societal revolution is to take care of yourself and to keep yourself happy and healthy and whole. Yeah, you're here. I like that. So I think the, the first time that we had you on the show and we had talked about voided course and we learned a little bit more about what, what that means when the moon is voided course, which basically means ain't shit getting done. Um, magically speaking, like it's just, it's not a time to try and initiate any kind of spells or do anything. And it's more, it's a, it's a time to kick back. It's a self-care time, Relax right? and self-care. And so I made a comment about avoided course bubble bath and we have the recipe for you guys. Um, so if you guys can pull yourselves away from, you know, holiday festivities on the 25th or maybe even on the 24th, yeah, you could do this. Absolutely. Um, the void of course, but first off it, the main ingredient for this bubble bath is bubble bath because bubbles bubbles just make everything really good but um we've chosen to put jasmine into this bath because it is a lunar herb and it's also just a really it's a pretty herb i feel like it, it smells pretty it looks pretty the energy is very loving and gentle which i think is nice can i share something about jasmine yeah i went to uc santa barbara and there was jasmine everywhere and when I smell jasmine, I am immediately with all my college buddies. I'm at, I'm at, I lived in the co-ops. It was one of the best times of my life. And every time I smell jasmine, I'm happy. Wow. So it's your happy thought. It's a happy, flowers. yes. I like that. You know, there are certain foods and smells that bring you back to different times of your life. You know, those special times that you are, you know, when you were a child or, you know, as a teenager growing up or even as a young adult. And there's like those smells or those foods that bring you back to there. Absolutely. I think I get a lot of that with um, music. Music it, too. What, Absolutely. It's what totally like kind of transports me back to places and stuff like that. But okay, so the, ha the happy thought Jasmine is going into our void of course bubble bath, which you know what? I love that even more now that it's a happy thought. That just makes me, I just think that that's perfect for this. And then we also chose to put lavender in this because it's going to just keep you calm. It's going to keep you just chill, which is something that we need because it is a time to just be zen. Be zen and be chill. And doing that the night before, like Shauna mentioned, is brilliant because the more mellow you can get before the actual day of um, is going to help. I think that's awesome. And then the last thing that we're adding into this bath is camphor. So you can get camphor granules for it. And it's kind of funny because I feel like camphor has made its way onto the show a couple times now. I feel like I've talked about it a handful of times, which I don't think I've ever talked about camphor that much. Usually it's like the my long forgotten herb in a jar in the back of my apothecary. Um, I chose camphor and I say I chose this because I think we each kind of chose it for different reasons to put this in the bath. I like camphor because it's cooling, which is why we see it in like Vicks and stuff like that because it does bring like a cooling sensation, which I like to use to keep us calm down. Because I think especially moving into Christmas Day and stuff like that, it can be a little heated. You know, we can be a little aggravated and camphor makes you kind of calm your shit down. But Taddy, why did you like camphor? Because you've brought this up that you've actually used this for lunar stuff before too. I, I, gosh, I wish I could remember the specific, but at pretty much any time I made um, like a full moon blend or any kind of moon blend, I would just drop in a little bit of camphor. And I, I wonder if it's like that smell, it reminds me of the moon because I've used it in herbal little tinctures I've put together before. I'm actually looking up the ruling planet of, of camphor right now because now I, I, want, I wonder if it is. I'm not sure. I do like how you said the cooling element. I think that, you know, Christmas Day has this, you know, it's a holiday, 
Um, and, you know, we just had Thanksgiving. And I don't know about you guys, but, man, I drove all over Egypt. Wow. And, right. and it's a little exhausting. And mm-hmm. it, it was heated. There was a lot of traffic. And I, I think it's the more that you can cool off. And um, that's a self-care. It, it, about self-care is getting your reserves ready and, and getting as cool as you can is going to help you get through that heated family day if there's like the big thing and I think it's just going to be super helpful and I think camphor has like a healing quality to it as well don't you think I, you know what I, I guess I would have never actually thought of that but I guess it makes sense it's yeah. in our med- medicines right? right right exactly yeah yeah so I can't find the ruling planet of it, but I'm going to go ahead and look it up. I'm writing myself a note Yeah, we right can now. put up a little Instagram post. Yeah. Camphor! Yeah, because it's it's just become one of my favorite things now. Um, let's just talk about camphor real quick, because why the fuck not? Um, the one thing that I really like about camphor is that... Um, so you can use it for cooling. You can use it for healing. Uh, it gets used in moon stuff. Now, just word to the wise, camphor is kind of strong, so you don't need a ton of it in your bath. Like, you can get just, like, a pinch of it. Because when we're working with herbs, we're working with the spirit of it, so the quantity of it doesn't really matter. You just need enough so you feel like you're vibing with it. Um, but I also know that camphor is a really good banishing herb, too. Oh. I don't... God, I wish I could remember now. Ah. Uh, I mean... Sorry, everybody. Sometimes everyone uses things differently but I think my first experience with camphor that I actually used it in a magical way was after I moved into the house I'm in now I was having a lot of um ghost problems there and so I tried your basic smudging I tried you know all of these different things and finally I tracked it down to a broken mirror that was in the hallway and I was trying to not be weird about it with my landlady like how would you be like hi so there's a ghost in this mirror can you please take it off the property like how do you say that too bad we can't really call the Winchester brothers. Oh, would that solve all our problems? I would. I would purposely bring a lot of ghosts. I, I would. House. We're not done yet, Dean. <laughs> um, so sorry. Now, now we're just. You know what? We love Supernatural. These witches do love our Winchester boys. My cats are actually named after them. I have Sam and Dean Meowchester. So I, I do actually have the Meowchesters at my house. They are useless when That's it brilliant. comes to getting rid of uh, ghosts, but they're very good at helping me with uh, control. And I bugs. bet they are absolutely adorable and cute. They're very handsome boys. Um, I just pulled up something on camphor here. Yes. It says um, it is used for concentrate, concent, consecration and purification. It is also used to ward off any... Uh, unwanted advances from others healing aid stimulates psychic senses um and it is also used for love and attraction wow that's versatile as fuck huh Uh i think that makes it so perfect for this void of course moon bubble bath yeah i I love it i think that is absolutely perfect yeah I, i agree i dig that um Oh, so camper thing though. Um, I I was having a problem with the mirror, and um, I went I went to work and I was complaining about it. And uh, the manager at Green Man Griffin was like, "Why don't you try wiping the mirror down with camper to like close off whatever portal you've that's not that I've opened, but that's been opened with the mirror being broken." So that was my first relationship with camper. So that's why I see it as very banishing, but I I do like it. For cooling things off. And I love it how you even said it wards off unwanted advances. Right. Hell yeah. yeah. Camphor is the no means no herb. I did And, it. you know, I think that, that that's actually perfect for some of the sociopolitical stress that's going on. I, I think, you know, at, at family gatherings, you know, we're going to have mixed political structures. And it's really stressful when you're hanging out with people and they just want to talk about it. It's not a day to talk about that. Like, like it's a time to talk about love and family and eat. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. so I think that that's just another reason why I take that bath um, that morning or the night before. And you know what? If this is something just that you kind of need to do really fast and maybe because, you know, I know a lot of people have different things going on on the 24th and the 25th. Guys, just get a little bit and like 
wash your hands with it in water just with the camphor because I feel like that really would just because it's going to help kind of keep keep tempers cool keep you mellow and still keep those advances and things away from you so if you can't do a whole like void of force bath just have a little pinch and like put it in the palm of your hand and rub your hands together when you're washing your hands in the sink and just kind of do it that so way so I actually a lot that's brilliant that you bring that up because I had a question I don't have a bathtub so is there a way that I, can I just like make an oil and squirt it on some Epsom salt and then rub my, and then like rub myself with it? Would that yeah. work? Or you could put it in a mojo bag and then rub yourself down with the bag Oh. in the shower. Cause I too do not have a bathtub. So I have to resort to using. So you put the herbs in a bag. Correct. And oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank I like, you. I really like that. Just like a little squeegee with it. I love yeah. that. I'm going to do that. I yeah. like I like the idea of the oils with Epsom salt. The thing is, at least this is especially something for me when I first started really trying to get more serious with spell work, is that oils are fucking expensive. They're just oh. they're so expensive and I would I would read through spell books and I'd find something I really like until it wanted me to get like one drop of fifteen different oils and I'd just kinda say forget it. So it also by the way, if you're looking to get laid, it reduces sexual desire. Camphor. Oh. So be careful if you want to get laid. <laughs> yes. Um, I actually have, and I, I may have mentioned it before, I call it the cool off bath, and you put camphor in it, and it helps tame sexual desires. Yeah, yeah. there you go. I'm yeah. just cracking up like an eight-year-old back here. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, who doesn't want to get laid? Right? Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Be careful. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, so camphor is our unsung hero. Uh, well, no, it is not unsung anymore. It is our sung hero of December. Wash your hands with it. Put it in your bath. Make a mojo squeegee friend. And I think, like, you know what? Like, I would have never thought that camphor would have been my go-to for December because it just doesn't seem like a warming, Christmassy kind of thing. You know, I think that even though it's the height of winter, I really like that cooling off. I think everybody gets so stressed. I mean, everybody is like, I have to go to three different parties. I have to go shopping. Oh my God, I got to go Target. I got to do this. I got to drive and there's cars. It's so intense. And anything that can un... Like, I call it turn down the volume. Whenever That's how I deal with stress. I got to turn down my volume. And I feel like camphor is a really... It's going to be an aid to me to turn down the volume. Yeah, I like that. I really do. Because, you know, I feel like so many people go into... And I think this is any holiday because I think I do this around Halloween and Stalin as well. I get super excited for the holiday itself. And then I get so stressed out with everything that leads up to it that by the time the holiday is actually there, I'm just glad that it's done with, you know? Yeah. yeah. So maybe camper would be a cool way to just make make everything kind of slow down. So you're going to slow down and enjoy the parts that are enjoyable for it because i mean we have stress every fucking day we only get the holiday season once a year right right well is there anything else that you would like to add anyone i don't think i think uh taddy you covered a good portion of uh this this podcast thanks for letting me i I just wanted to share that that extra that like historical picture thank you for that Uh, because the thing about the planets is that they're like history their cycles it repeats itself Mm -hmm. And so I think I just wanted to show like just some socio-political things that were happening because that's kind of a focus of what we're you know there there is a stress about our socio-political culture right now, and it doesn't mean it has to take over your life. Yes, this is very true, and we do have to remember that, especially as we move into a time where we go and see our family that we don't often see that we might have differing uh you know opinions to and no matter how strong you are in your opinions i think just decide what you want to do with that and then and don't let that fear and everything take over and ruin your time you know but history does repeat itself and it is something that it's very important to know your history so i love that you gave us those those years so that if we wanted to, we can kind of look up like the the highlights, whether it be in our town or our country or even globally, the highlights of those years as we move into 2020 and kind of see like what's up and what we kind of have to look forward to, you know? And remember, go goth. Go yes. goth. Yes. <laughs> it, it is the time everyone go go and uh, pick up your black lipstick. Bella Lugosi is still dead. Yes, Bella Lugosi <laughs> is still dead. Yeah. 
I love it. I think that needs to just be like your little intro now. Like I can just imagine like a little tatty puppet, like just dancing to it. I love it. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, uh, who, Monica, who is your shout out for this? Week? I'm going to shout out to the Green Man Store and all the people Yay. and the customers and everybody there. So hello, Green Man Store. Hello, Green Man Store. Tatty, who you got? Who you shouting out? I, I'm going to shout out to my boyfriend, Gion, because I wanted a new bed and this man was so strong, and he helped me get my new bed. I couldn't awesome. be happier. I couldn't Beautiful. be happier. Beautiful. It, Thank you. Just now, just stay away from the camper, and it'll be all good. Oh, yeah. there's no camper. There's there'll <laughs> be no, no camper. camper. No yeah. camper for and you. And camper wouldn't even help us. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, Tiana, my cousin, who is one of my childhood best friends. The first Capricorn that I think I've met. T, I love you. Uh, I love your two precious little boys, uh, my little nephews. I call them the nugget and the burrito. The so, like, pretty soon I'm just going to have, like, a whole brunch thing. I told her if she has a girl, I'm going to call that one the mimosa. Like, we got it going on. Um, she told us that she was going to give us a bottle of wine to get her shout-out, so I've been trying to, like, withhold until I got my wine, but it hasn't happened yet, so I'm just going to say hi to her anyway. So, hello, you owe me and Monica wine, bitch. I'll take a sip. Hey, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't scream it out, but Keon, I love you too. Thank you so much. And guys, we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in each week and listening to us. And I love all the feedback that we always that we always get. And just again, before we go, I wanted to remind everyone, go check out Wild Collection. You can look them up online. You can look them up on Instagram. They have a GoFundMe page. If you are in the Texas area, I believe they're in Dallas, go check them out when they've, they've rebuilt. I think it's a really good cause, or even if we're just spreading awareness, because what happened to them was fucked up, and I would love to see them up and running and thriving. I mean, just think. You know, we, by bringing it out to everybody and everybody supporting them, they're going to get more mojo. They're going to get more customers. People are going to be on road trips, going a while. I mean, we're whoever burnt them down, like the silver lining, they're going to get more people. Yes, this is true. And that I think another wonderful lining that I'm thinking of is that just like they just pissed off a, a whole mess full of witches. So whoever burned them down, I almost feel sorry for Yeah, them. yeah absolutely. <laughs> and may the solar eclipse bring you... Uh, your Cat- cataclysmic yes. things instead of so mote it be so mote it be and on that tip merry meet merry part and merry meet again, again.